0: Hello and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Tom Rebeck and I'm a partner in our research division. I'm here with Michelle McKenzie who leads our IoT research. So today we're going to talk about the IoT scorecard that we've just published. Um, So Michelle, can you start by just giving an overview of what the scorecard is and what's included in the scorecard?
1: Yeah, so um, this is Analysis Mason's uh, six operator IoT scorecard. And in the scorecard, we explore the different IoT strategies that have been adopted by some of the most successful IoT operators and we analyze how successful they've been in growing their IoT business and serving enterprise requirements. Um, and we also highlight in the scorecard some of their key strengths, weaknesses and their differentiators. Uh, And we use um, certain key criteria to determine the strategic direction that each of the operators is pursuing for IoT. So we typically evaluate, um, obviously, their overall strategy and vision for IoT, but then their connectivity proposition and what they're doing to try to differentiate that, um, how they've grown their connections and revenue base and what they're doing to drive scalability. Um, and then we look at things like their horizontal capabilities, what sort of you know device management services they're offering or security. Mm-hmm. We look at their end-to-end vertical strategy. And then we also look at some of their complementary capabilities, such as private networks and edge computing and so on. And then based on these results, we've placed each operator in one of four categories, uh, specialists, enablers, challengers and pioneers. And today I think we're going to talk about the pioneers.
0: Yeah. I mean, before we get on to the pioneers, I think it's also worth saying about the school card, we, we, we're trying to highlight who's doing who's doing well and, and, and show what they're doing. But it also provides lessons for other operators who are interested in growing their IoT business.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's concentrate on the, the the pioneers. So that's the the top right quadrant as we have it. So there are four operators there, AT&T, China Mobile, Telefonica and, and Vodafone. So let's take each one of those in turn and maybe you could pull out uh, one or two things that they're doing that they're doing well.
1: OK, so AT&T, um, as we know, they've been delivering IoT solutions for a long time now. Um, and they've achieved um, you know, some size and scale in IoT. Uh, they reported 81 million connected devices on their network at the end of 2020, and they're especially strong in automotive. Uh, they have a very strong ba- brand among automotive OEMs, and uh, we estimate that they're providing connectivity now for more than 40 million vehicles. And last year alone, they added uh, almost 10 million to the network Uh, and that was you know during the pandemic Mm. Um, and it you know leverages well its brand and track record in the automotive vertical to support both b2b and b2c business models
0: yeah i mean it's interesting with at&t they're clearly doing very well but they don't it's not as prominent for for at&t you don't see it in the investor announcements or the capital markets day to the same degree as you do for some of the other operators
1: no that's true and um you know, it's not very clear at the moment what they're doing in other verticals and what their strategy is there.
0: Okay, okay, good. Should we go to the next, uh, China Mobile maybe Yeah, next?
1: so um, China Mobile, well, it's the wor- world's largest um, IoT operator in terms of the number of connections So it benefits from huge size and scale. Um, It reported 873 million connections at the end of 2020. So it remains well ahead of its main rivals, China Telecom and China Unicom. Um, It has a very powerful brand um, in the Chinese market, and it's really leveraged its scale to influence market developments. And and we've seen this especially in narrowband IoT. and um, in, in addition to that, its parent company, China Mobile, is investing um, significantly in five G um, industrial transformation. And um, China Mobile, along with the other China Chinese operators, it, is really benefiting from, you know, state backing, state stimulus mm. funding um, in in this area.
0: Yeah, I mean the numbers are just staggering, aren't they? When you you, you think of China Mobile, I mean AT and T's big with eighty odd million. Um, connections and then China mobiles what 10 t- ten times the size yeah. of that it's amazing and and there're always questions about their numbers and and whether they're all active or, or or whatever um but but even even so it's a it's a they have a staggering number of connections it's huge. yeah um so next on to telefonica
1: yes so telefonica again it's taken a long-term vision uh, for IOt um, and it's developed a strong set of capabilities it had um, just over 26 million connections at the end of 2020, so so doing well, um, and it's invested uh, heavily in developing its 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 platforms for IoT. So it's Kite platform, but also other platforms that may be more focused in specific verticals and so on. Um, it has Smart Digits and Smart Steps, and its Luca platform, mm. and so on, um, yeah. and. You know, it's demonstrated its ability to build vertical solutions with its proposition for the retail sector. So it's built a full sort of suite of end-to-end services for for retail and has demonstrated good sort of revenue growth in that area. And uh, it's seeking to replicate that for other verticals.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would be interesting with Telefonica. Uh, now the IoT division is in a separate it's part of the Telefonica tech unit. It's got a bit more separation from the from from the uh, the main company a bit more flexibility it'll be interesting to see how they how they take advantage of yeah. that uh, added uh, yeah flexibility yeah uh, um, and then sorry go on Michelle no
1: and I was going to say and then there's Vodafone <laughs> which I think yeah. <laughs> uh, so Vodafone um, obviously a very large player in IoT uh, it's built a, a large uh, base of um, IoT connections it had uh, 120 million on its network at the end of 2020. Um, and it's it's it has a bold strategy for IoT. It's uh, shown itself to be very willing to invest in new solutions. Um, so it has grown some of its capabilities through acquisition and investment in in, in new companies. Um, And and that provides the foundations, those investments provide the foundations for its centres of excellence. So uh, it has a centre of excellence for automotive, which obviously came uh, from its Cobra acquisition some years back. Um, It has another for healthcare, another for industrial IoT and so on. Um, So yes, it's um, built a very strong uh, proposition around several key verticals.
0: Mm. And in a sense, Vodafone the opposite to at and in the prominence that it gives to to IoT in the uh, Vodafone Business Capital Markets Day, uh, it, it talked much more about IoT than than pretty much anything else. It's like really an area of focus where they see they can get get growth and get higher margins than maybe some of the other parts of the the, the business uh, the business proposition. Yeah, definitely. Um, so just as a as a final point what would you say the key takeaway or the key lesson is for other operators that they could learn from from the scorecard or, or from those four pioneers
1: yeah so the operators in in the scorecard um you know they've taken uh, and the pioneers have taken quite distinct approaches to building their iot strategy they they've, they've embarked on that strategies from different starting points if you like so you know each operator may have a different uh, geographic uh, footprint or or a different set of assets that they start mm. out with um but they've all what they have in common they all have a large base of connections which forms the foundation for building new services on top um on top of that they benefit from scale um and you know they, they've taken their set of IoT co- capabilities beyond that initial starting point in connectivity uh, and they haven't been constrained at all by their traditional, their legacy smartphone business. Um, you know, they, they've they've embarked, um, taken a different approach, if you like, to, to building the IoT business.
0: Yeah, so it's clearly been, a, it, it's helped them that they have that starting position and the scale and so on. But what they've done with IoT is push it a bit further and they've been, I guess bold enough to do that. Is that, is that yes? Right?
1: That's correct, and and they've 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 matched their sort of strategy and ambition with the right levels of investment and resource and so on.
0: Yeah, which I guess is it does set these uh, these operators apart from uh, many other operators. who have talked about IoT, but maybe haven't made the investment in it. Haven't like you talked about Vodafone. It's bought what, five or six different companies now that yeah. focus on IoT. It's really yeah. It, it's spent some money building up its IoT capabilities. That's right. Okay, great. Um, Thank you for that, Michelle. You can see an article about the scorecard on our website and subscribers to our IoT research can see the full report. We'll put links to both in the show notes. We also have a webinar to talk about the results of this scorecard in more detail. The webinar is going to take place on July the 8th and we'll also put a link to the sign up for that webinar in the show notes. To automatically receive future episodes, please subscribe to the Analysis Mason podcast. Thank you for listening.